Hello, Bulls Nation. Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Post Game presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download their app and be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. There it is. This is my guy, Big Dave. He is at Bow BAWL Sports. Wow. Our guy, Joey Spathis. <laughs> Running around like us. a madman right now. <laughs> oh, poor Joseph. Getting his cardio in. We are CSU underscore Bulls. Our guy, Will to Go Gottlieb, is at the UC. He will join us later on in tonight's postgame show. Sorry, Will. Bulls fall to the thunder of Oklahoma City. 124-110 is the final, dropping the Bulls to 19-24 and on the season. Hooray. And I, uh, I've, I'm, I'm just about... At the end, I'm a goddamn rope, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all doing, Bulls Nation? Yeah. There it is. And there it is now. This team has broken my spirit. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Bulls. You have broken my spirit. Yeah. Well, one good thing is it's inspired Joey's creativity with your hat throws and these new graphics that he's got going on <laughs> and shit right like that. Around. So, yeah. Did you see the new hat graphic that he put up? Uh, I only caught the end of it. Okay, all right, yeah. He's put, he's, it inspired him. So that's the only good thing about this. But, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. There he is, man. Put it there. <laughs> Look at Joseph. Yeah, all doing, those hats are going to go flying. Doing impeccable work. He does. Uh, but the Bulls are not doing impeccable work. They are not. They are, What's the opposite of impeccable work? Trash, I guess. Trash. <laughs> it's like just the hottest of trash. Um. I don't know where to begin. Like, they gave up 70-plus. <laughs> 72. A season-high 72 points allowed in the first half. In the first half. A season-high to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's point that out there. Mm-hmm. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. With, and the, def, the defense, Matt. <laughs> the defense was Yo. just an atrocity. It was laughable. Are you like, talking about their half-court defense or their transition defense? Because Yes. 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 Both terrible. Both really, truly bad. And then they added in a whole new element for me, which was extra bad turnovers. Just the worst turnovers I've seen them make all season long. That man. sequence in the fourth quarter. Yeah. When they fought their way back in the third. Yeah. Good for you, Bulls. Thank you, Dug Bulls. yourselves another hole. Yeah. Dug your way out of it. Mm-hmm. They go into the fourth quarter, what, down two, right? Down two or three, something like that? Yeah. I think it was one. And in the first five minutes of the fourth quarter, they turned the ball over four times. Yes. Including two baffling back-to-back turnovers, one from Dragic, one from Io. Yeah. Where they were just like, oh, hey, hello, Thunder. Would you like this basketball? (laughs) Here, take this basketball. Yeah. Also, we're not even going to try in transition. Yeah. Have some free points as well. It's, it was so, like, bad. <laughs> it was just so bad. Just the level of basketball that they are at right now was truly, truly atrocious. And you didn't have DeMar out there to, you know, put some salve on anything for you, you know, because his salve honestly would have won that game for them. Um, but you didn't have that. You tried to lean Bulls on Zach. Those are salveless. They are salveless. You, you tried to lean on Zach. He didn't have it going. Until the fourth quarter, when he started, you know, scoring a little bit uh, in the fourth. But the first three quarters, he did not have it. But he was getting to the foul line. He got to the free throw line. Career high. Just couldn't hit water out of a boat when he was trying to knock down some shots. Yeah, career high of 15 attempts from the free throw line uh, for Zach. Uh, But, man, dude, just 
the defense was just, I can't express enough how atrocious that defense was for the Chicago Bulls tonight. All of them, everybody was just bad. Late on rotations. They were just cutting and slashing. They would set the pick and they would roll or they would pop. And as soon as they set the pick, the Bulls didn't know what to do as soon as they set the pick. And it was just guys wide open. Jalen Williams. Dude. Oh, my God. Which one are you talking about? Jalen Williams or Jalen Williams? <laughs> my main man, Jalen Williams. Santa Clara's own Jalen Williams, man. Balled out on that team, man. He was just using his size. He was physical. Uh, 22 and 8 for him. Uh, but he was 10 of 12 from the field. Man. 10 of 12. That dude knows how to get to the bucket. Yes, he does, I mean, the man. Bulls didn't make it hard for him. No. But that no. dude knows how to get to the bucket. He knows how to get it, man. But, man, just turnovers and turnovers and turnovers. And it was just really bad. It was when you, we were reading what Billy Donovan said, he t- tries to tell the team yes. before the game. Yes. I remember when I, and I read that again just to say yes. it out loud for y'all. They did all of those things that he is telling them not to do. They did all of them. They did every single last bit, one of them, and added an element of worse turnovers to it. So they said, we see you're bad. We're going to raise you some trash. Let's let's revisit that, shall yeah, we? Billy Donovan quote after the Wizards lost. Run that down. Let's get some stops. Yeah, they did in the third to get back in they it. They did. In the fourth? Not so much. Not so much. Let's not foul. They fouled. They fouled. Let's not have breakdowns. Take your pick. <laughs> the Bulls had nothing but breakdowns in the fourth quarter. Let's not do things that are going to beat ourselves. That's all the Bulls did in the fourth quarter. That's all they did. What's going to beat ourselves? Turning the ball over. Check. Yep. Giving up second chance points. Check. Yep. Bad possessions on offense. Check. <laughs> and fouling. Big, fat, freaking check. <laughs> God. There it is. Another one. One more, Matt, for me, please. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm so freaking <laughs> sick of this team, man. Yeah, man. It's oh, bad. Joey, that is nice. That is a nice. Is it nice? Yeah. Is it nice? It goes slow, though, so it doesn't. No, man, no. The, you cannot stop the rage. I'm saying the hat counter goes slow. Like, <laughs> Oh, the hat counter goes slow. Look how slowly it takes for it to, like, I like when it comes in from the top, but we might have to lose that part because when he throws them in succession, yeah. it takes too long for it to come back. Well, it thinks a normal human <laughs> with a normal amount of rage, it probably takes that time. They don't understand this is Matt Pet. I'm going to make a hey, second. you told me to throw the last one. I did. I'm going to make a and I meant it. second one. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you to throw another one later on, too, because uh. this was some bullshit. Sitting here watching this team perform, man. It was a failure on every level for me. You know, every single level, offensive, offense, defense, and coaching. It was a failure on every single level for me, sir. I, I hated all of it. I really did. Um, the, I guess the bright spot for me was, I guess, Kobe White was a great bright spot. He came out early. Um, and was very, very just set the tone for the Chicago Bulls early on. Hitting those three-pointers, his ball handling was awesome. He was getting over on screens. He was the one. Kobe White was like, fine, I'll be the one who tries to lead us to victory. 4-9 from the three, 7-15 shooting. But it was just the fact he had 19-6-6 off the bench. That is pretty damn awesome for uh, Kobe White. What was he, a plus four? Yeah. And then Patrick Williams finally decided to show up and play basketball. In, in that, uh, what was it, third quarter? Mm-hmm. But decided to show up and, and play some basketball for the Bulls. And we're watching him do those things. And, like, and you were saying, Matt, that's why you would get, that's, this is why it's so frustrating sometimes watching Pat because you're like, yes, you can do this all the time. Like, look Dude. how skilled you are. When he went up and he double clutched with one double hand. double clutch floater. <laughs> it just put in it the back paint. in. Dude, that 
that was like, dude, you can do this all the time. You got this in you. Like I said, a mutant who's just discovering his powers right. and still doesn't know it yet. It's That's like, who he is, Dude, man. do you not understand and realize these gifts that you have, these physical tools that you have? Yeah. Because we see you use them sometimes. Yeah. And then far too often we see you forget that you have them and not use them. Correct, correct. And, and yeah, I just I didn't like it. And it, it wasn't consistent enough uh, for me. And, again, Jalen Williams was giving him the flux. Uh, he was getting beat on drives, on crossovers. Lou Dort was giving him the flux. Like, as soon as he get that crossover, he was gone. But, yeah, he, he tried to put points on the board for the Bulls and, and do it that way. Nikola Vucevic, I don't like the fact he had 14 shots. I thought he should have had, like, 20. You know what I mean? At least 20, 25, dude. He was the tallest dude on the floor. You got to give that dude the basketball. Four-point guards on your team, nobody can make an entry pass. That is the goddamn problem, man. Four, no entry, and you struggle with entry passing to Nikola Vucevic. He has to come out of the paint to get the basketball. That's why he has to come out. Like, he's got to get the ball, and then you try to run the offense through there. The entry pass, they would – and it's just guards that are fronting them. You know what I'm saying? And they're, like, and they're struggling with that. I like the adjustment Caruso made when, when Jalen Williams was fronting him. He said, oh, how about I move? But <laughs> I move, and when I move, let me just lob it up there for him because he's taller than the person who's guarding him. Yeah. <sighs> and, yeah, you saw after that bucket, that was part of the Bulls' comeback. That forced a, a thunder timeout, and coming back down the floor, Vooch and Caruso had a quick little eye contact. We were like, oh, yeah, that was easy. Let's probably do that again. Yeah, yeah. We should do that more often, huh? Yeah. They did not. <laughs> right? <laughs> then they did not. And then they did not. But he should definitely have – this is the second out thought he should have just had more shots uh, and more attempts. And he ended up taking some threes that I was like, those aren't the threes that you want him to take. You know what I mean? Like, he's supposed to be set with his shot. He's not a guy who's crossing you over. You know what I'm saying? Like, getting those kind of threes like that. No. Supposed to be set with the shot, wide open, pull the trigger. He wasn't being set up correctly. I, I didn't like that at all. Uh, Sumu struggled. Again, Dude. also, two points – Four I saw somebody in the comments saying, is it time to talk about starting Kobe instead of Io because of how badly Io struggled tonight? I mean, he struggled, bro. 0 of 5 from the field, man. And foul trouble. And foul trouble. Dog. And turnovers. The turnovers are evident, too. Uh, those were big turnovers I he mean, had. That one he had in the fourth quarter, Ooh. and that's when things were starting to unravel. Yeah. But that, that was an that, awful turnover. Awful. Awful turnover. Uh, the foul started early for him. He got a foul the first three seconds into the game. Yeah. The very first three seconds into the game, Ayo Sumo was called for a foul. So when, when he got switched on to Giddy, and it was like, you know, middle of the second quarter, maybe even early in the second quarter, uh, and, and Giddy got an and one on him, I remember you looking over to me and saying, is that his third? And I was like, wait, third? <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> and then I heard Sinclair in the background going, Ayo's third. The yeah. team, and I was like, oh, crap. Three <laughs> fouls. And they had just sat Dra uh, Dragic down, and then he picked that foul up. Uh, right there. So, yeah, he had three fouls. He ended up with four four fouls and three turnovers. But, yeah, man, it was a, just a tough game and a bad game all around. And I shouldn't even say a tough game because tough game implies that they were actually in it, <laughs> you know, and they actually were doing things to make it tough on the other team. That was a cakewalk, you know, for OKC, man. They did whatever they wanted to. Oh, you want to cut right here? We got you. Oh, you want to shoot these threes? We got you. Mid-range all day. We getting these fouls too? Yep. They did whatever they wanted to do, man. You talked about the transition defense right there. Like, it was, it was bad. It was putrid. What about the one three-on-one break when you got Dragons running with Zach Levine? 
And Horrible then, spacing. The facing was just poor. And Dragic was like, what if I pick up my dribble, <laughs> but then jump into the air and then lose the ball and like float it in front of me. And then it like bounces off a Thunder player and roll. And oh my God. It was so oh my God. bad. It, That's, it, it was so, so bad. And, and, and also uh, Billy Donovan, man. The timeouts that we talked about at that in, in, in that fourth quarter, dude, you you invoke you invoke the name at of the ball headed Vitus, dude, because of the time the way he took the timeouts. You invoke the name, and it was actually correct, and I hated it, the, <laughs> and I hated the every second of it. Back to back late fourth quarter timeouts when that game was over. And he called the first of the two consecutive timeouts. That you're like, oh, okay, he's gonna pull his guys and send in the scrubs, and he didn't. And Zach was still out there, and Vooch was still out there, and then the Thunder got another bucket, and then Billy was like, okay, timeout, and then like put Dalen in, but like, oh, good God, man, wow, 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 <laughs> it was just wild, though. Like, what is this? Is is it true? Are they are they tuning him out? Are they not hearing what he's saying? Is he not clicking with this with this team right now? Yeah. Because that just I looked mean, like a team that was just out there, man. As you might expect, there's a lot of discourse going on in our uh, comments right now talking about who's to blame. And, of course, some people are pointing their finger Everybody. at Billy. Uh, shy son, I'm going to go ahead and pretend that you didn't just throw the name Mark Jackson into our Bulls postgame chat. Get the F out of here with that nonsense. Yeah, I'm sure he'll solve this problem. Um, you know who's not to blame? CHGO, hit the like button. That's fair. I mean, we Thank probably you. deserve some. Some? We do? No. I don't know. We didn't they maybe, came I, back. maybe I do. Maybe not you. No, shout out to my man Simon from Finders Keep. As soon as he came in here, said, hey, let's get these five stops. They went and got five stops. That's true. And then they went on a run and cut the lead to one. He did, and he put all his powers there. And then the powers of sucking <laughs> said, nope, we're going to go ahead and take over. As you guys were like, Clapping along, and be like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. As the Bulls were like, okay, got it down to twelve. Oh, uh-huh. it's back up to fourteen. Okay, got it down to ten. Okay, it's back up to twelve. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there saying, they're gonna lose this game, guys. And yeah. you guys were like, oh come on. I'm saying, slow down. <laughs> slow down. Okay, no, you were laughing. <laughs> yes, I was. And Simon was like, oh come no, on. It was Simon's first time <laughs> with you, You're, so he didn't understand what Simon was going had on. To learn. It was his first time with okay. you. I can see these Bulls things happening that are terrible before they happen. <laughs> we could feel them. We, we know what it was, but it was enjoyable to come back. It was nice. But, and then it got the one that said, oh, we're not going to do this tonight. Look, I, you know, I see some people in the comments saying this is all Billy's fault. No, and then it's I see not. some people in the comments saying this isn't Billy's fault at all. Guess what? <laughs> not, Somewhere in the middle, yes. <laughs> Billy is one of several people yeah. who shoulder blame and responsibility Agreed. for this season that is circling the drain. Agreed. You know who else bears responsibility? His bosses Correct. for assembling this roster. Yeah. And probably, just trigger warning, Uh oh. probably the same people who are going to keep this roster together through the trade deadline. Prepare yourselves, Bulls Nation. That's okay. all I'm going to say. Prepare yourselves for that. Very real possibility. You know, who but else is at that. fault and shoulder some of this responsibility? Yeah, man. Billy's players mm-hmm. who went out tonight and once again ignored all of the things that he told them <laughs> to do and not do. How do you blame B- Billy squarely for that? Yeah. You can say, is it fair to question, has this team tuned him out? Yeah. That's a different conversation. Yeah, it's a whole different conversation. And maybe it's one we need to have. Yeah, then pointing if out. If they have tuned him out, yeah. then we need to have that conversation. And yeah. 
extension or not, the Bulls as a franchise have to recognize that and do something about it. Yeah. yeah. But X's and O's wise, you cannot squarely pin tonight on Billy. You can you can pin some of it on sure. Billy. Sure. But not all of it. And nobody gets all of it, but everybody gets some. You know what I mean? Like pass that around. Everybody's gonna get a heaping helping of of this serving right here. Everybody gets some of that, man. But man, those the players are definitely a, a huge part of that, man. I mean, Dragic wasn't at his best. Um, Jones Jr., I really I can't I, it's like I can't even fault him. You know what I mean? I can't be mad at him because he was just doing Derrick Jones Jr. things. Like, why am I I'm not relying on Derrick Jones Jr. to hit threes all the time. It's not my thing. I'm not worried about him doing that. He did what he could. He stopped the alley-oop. You know, he got seven points and four rebounds. Yeah, that's Derrick Jones Jr. That's what he does. Uh, Andre Drummond played himself out, out, of the, out of the game. He didn't even play because of what he did last game. He didn't even play, man. Billy didn't even put him off the bench. And, that, and yeah, I don't know if it would have helped. I don't know if it would have hurt. But he did not play him against a team that – you could dominate with your size. He didn't he didn't feel the need to put him in the game, man. Um, yeah, man, we went over that starting for, Oh, Alex Caruso. Oh, man. Look, everybody loves Alex Caruso, all right? We all do. We love Alex Caruso. But, man, look. <laughs> Let me preface what you're about to say with the fact that I believe I saw him knock down a couple of threes tonight. He did. So, uh-huh. yay. Correct. Two or four from three. He was two or four from three. Hit a couple of threes tonight. But, man. <laughs> But man, Alex Caruso, bro, he has not been playing basketball very well as of late. Like you said, ever since he came back from that ankle injury, he has not been the same, man. Uh, C Ray, you can yes, we miss Javante, but he's not. I, I'm not putting Javante on the reason you can't beat the Wizards and the Oklahoma City Thunder. You should still be able to win without Javante Green or Demar Derozan. Right. You should still do the have Bulls win this to game if they have Demar and Javante. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they do. Still. Could have and probably should have won it without those guys. You, yes. You're not supposed to get blown off the, your home floor. It was 124 to 110, bro. Like, they got blown off their floor. Wasn't even close. They got blown uh, yes, away. Yes, but Dave, the Bulls briefly led for a part of the second quarter. They did. That 46-42. So, you know, there's that. The fact that I remember it is frustrating. <laughs> it is 46 to 42. But they dominated the Bulls in the paint as well. For a team without any size. Like that. I believe they're third in points per game in, in points in the paint. I think the stat that they showed said. I believe they had 65 on inside today. They had 65 points that's, in uh, the paint. That's a lot. That is a lot of points. And how about 23 points off turnovers as well? They dropped that one on you too. So they did, they, they did what good teams do against bad teams, bro. Like they out-executed you. They got all the loose balls, and they ran, and they ran the half court. They ran the um, uh, transition. Like, they did everything better than you did tonight on your home floor. They did everything better, man. 72 in the first half should let you know. 72? In the first half, bro. They really tightened things up, though, and only gave up, what, I guess 52 in the second half? Crazy. Nice job, Bulls. But the fact that they tightened the defensive crews a little bit turned out to be inconsequential because their offense – in the fourth quarter, yeah. was a monkey trying to hump a doorknob. <laughs> what? That's a new one. Shet- Joe, you heard it's this not a new one. Joe, you heard this That's, that's Rip Torn, baby. Oh, okay. From Dodgeball. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, shout out. <laughs> 
Rest in peace, Rip Torn, man. Rip Torn's the man. He is amazing. Uh, we got to take a break. Then we'll come back and continue commiserating about this <laughs> terrible loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, we'll man. also get to all those super chats we see rolling in as well. Do us a solid hit that thumbs up button while we're sharing some words with our from our friends and sponsors. Mm. Tonight's episode of Post Game brought to you guys by our friends at Green Ridge Farm. Yeah. I need to de-stress. You do. When I get home, I'm going to open up my fridge. Uh-huh. And I'm going to de-stress with a meat stick. Nice. Maybe two. Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Yeah. Perfect for tailgating. Maybe you're hosting an NFL wildcard party this weekend. Sounds fun. Get some meat sticks at that party. Yeah. They're also great for post-workout snacking because every meat stick is packed with 16 grams of protein. 16. Everybody needs their protein, Dave. They do, man. That real protein. <laughs> not that fake protein. I don't know what the... Oh, you know what fake protein Nobody is. Nobody knows what fake protein you is. Know protein, what fake protein is protein. Is. I get my protein from tofu. Who gets that pro- I don't get no protein from tofu. I don't even need it. Don't, like, what don't, are you doing, Don't dog? start with Come me. Come on, dude. Not don't, tofu. Don't, if you're going to know how I'm going, if you're going to get on me, know how I eat. Dave gets his protein know from fish. Know how I eat, sir. Thank gets you, Joey. protein from if fish. If you don't get on me, know how I eat. All right? Fish meat is practically a vegetable. <laughs> Quotes, Ron Swanson. <laughs> they're delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making and being all natural they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time you can always find these Green Ridge Farm products in the refrigerated section at Costco and Sam's Club plus all of your favorite Chicagoland grocery stores mm. and right now if you go to their website and shop there GreenRidgeFarm.com mm-hmm. place three of their products in your shopping cart add some meat sticks to your order with promo code CHGO at checkout yeah. those meat sticks are free free that's right. One more time. GreenRidgeFarm.com. Uh-huh. Promo code CHGO at checkout. Uh-huh. Have some meat sticks in that cart. Those meat sticks will be free. Free meat sticks. Do it. Do it. Real protein. Yeah. Not fake protein. <laughs> it's not a thing, kids. It is. It is not. <laughs> Lighting. You got to have it right, y'all. Gonna cut off my ad right so there, Mark, That's Mark, what doing? Well, Mark says tofu. Step in on my ad. No, you're gonna keep talking over me and yes. cutting on my ad. Yes, when I, I was am. about to get going like I that. Am. It's very I rude am. of you, Joey. To- I thought better of you, sir. You should be a little better than he that. He called Matt an MFer. Mm, mm, mm. He said it's a complete protein, motherfucker. <laughs> Why you have to curse? You cut in on me to curse. Okay, you know what? Oh, Mark, Mark is the one who cursed. Joey's just reading his words. Well, no, he said MFR. Yeah, that's, that's true. You're right. <laughs> like, that's you, what that's Dave You're right. That's his MFR. It's been a tough day on the show for abbreviations. We had mm-hmm. we had boyfriend breakfast thing earlier. The Got gram. This. All right, back to comments. This is why you cut me off. This is why you cut me off. You cut in for that. Yeah, toss that. Toss that. That's for you, Joey. That's for you, Joseph. That's for you, Joseph. <laughs> Fucking hat. That's for you too, Joseph. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the Combat Energy Efficiency Program, y'all. <laughs> it's committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and much, much more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting. 
network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost efficient than ever before. So visit comment.com slash powering biz. That's B I Z now and start saving money and energy. Cause those are two cool things to do to start a project. Contact them at one 433 2700 And for more information, email business E E that's two E's at comed.com or public sector. E E at comed.com. Uh, shout out to our guy Jared, part of our CSGO baseball hey, coverage team. I see him in the comments. He wants another hat throw. There it that is. That was for you, that's Jared. For you, Jared. Man, that's no shortage of hat throws tonight. Mm-mm. I am pissed. They're getting tossed. I am pissed. Tossed. Uh, speaking of pissed, I'm guessing we have some pissed people in the comments in the super chats, Joseph. Oh, let's do it. Let's uh, let's do some super chatting. Am I supposed to read them, or you want to read them? Or? You go right ahead, sir. All right. AK, number one fan, defense is non-existent. They just let guys get past them, and our help breaks down, too. The turnovers and overall atrocious game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a great combination when the Bulls turn the ball over and then also can't get back in transition, um, which you saw plenty of tonight. It's You know, you can maybe survive one of those things, but when you're careless with the ball and your your defense is just nowhere to be found... You're going to get eaten alive all night. That's what we watched happen tonight. Another one from – uh, sorry, go, Dave. No, I'll just say over and over again. Another one not, – not not trying to interrupt anyone here. I already to, did. I'm trying to butt in. No, no, no. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't step on it twice, bro. You already messed up. Another one and from AK. Apologize. Didn't, didn't apologize. Didn't I do apologize. That was my fault. You know what I'm no, I started the just new. Rude. I'm on my new. Rude. The, the no, youths. I'm in you guys going to be odd coupling the, the whole time we're in Paris? The youths are rude. I'm, I'm in the era. I'm in my. <laughs> no, I'm in my era of accountability, remember? I take full accountability for. Yeah. Um, interrupting you during the accountability, for except for the fact that you still owe me a term paper, <laughs> young man. Yeah, I'm gonna have chat GPT. I have do not it. seen that term paper. On Understand that, that Demar is <laughs> out, but good teams don't get blown out like this to sub 500 clubs consistently. Guess what? We're also a sub 500 club. Bulls have an easier schedule remaining, but that means trouble for the Bulls. Yeah, but I mean, AK's point is a simple one, but points out an obvious additional point. He said good teams don't get blown out like right. this to sub-500 teams. The Bulls, not a good team. Nope. You can't lose this many games to teams like this. And I, I'm not trying to insult, you know, the Thunder or the Wizards or whoever, but the Bulls were routinely beating up these teams last season. Yep. That is what allowed them to jump out to that incredible start and have sole possession or partial possession of the first seed in the East mm-hmm. for two-thirds of an entire season because they beat up these teams. Mm-hmm. Couldn't beat the good ones, but they beat these teams up. Yeah. Now we somehow have flipped that. They get up to play teams like Boston, like Milwaukee, like Brooklyn, and they win those games, consistently win those games, or at least are competitive in those games. Mm-hmm. And this is what we get. Mm-hmm. against the mid-tier teams and the poop teams and the stinkiest poop teams. Mm-hmm. Why? Because wow. they're not a good team themselves. Damn. Spoken like a true scholar. The stinkiest poop teams. Mm. Sometimes you just got to call a turd a turd, Joseph. Andrew Boudreau, referred to as Drew earlier by Dave. Not sure if you know they're buddies or not, but I'll go with Drew. 
I'm going to eat a sleeve of graham crackers now. Well, that's Man, a good call. I don't even know if a sleeve of graham crackers and a tall glass of milk will help this problem. Yeah. It's, it's probably going to lean towards meat stick over graham cracker. Two of them. Just get two. Yeah. Two of them meat sticks, man. Meat sticks do curb my rage a little bit. Do they? Yeah. Interesting. We need okay. a, now we need, a, we need a meat stick table next to the... <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. Next to the hat table. Why do I not have a meat stick table next to my hat throwing table? Would that be a good thing? Yes. I think you'd be angry and start throwing meat sticks. That'd be a problem for your cholesterol. At, well, yeah. At some point, I would just become... Speaking of Rip Torn and Dodgeball, I would become Ben Stiller in Dodgeball, but at the end, yeah, where he's right. gained he's all the weight right. back, <laughs> exactly. and he's just sitting, sunk into his couch. Exactly. He's got a bucket of chicken in mm-hmm. this little nook. He's got, you know, like a bunch of candy bars <laughs> yep. over here. Yep. Two liter of soda on the cover. Fucking like Chuck Norris. <laughs> you know yourself. Yeah. You understand. I, I can't get too comfortable. Yeah. Because then... He's going to be comfortable. Because then I'm 500 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> the Duke... Time to blow it up. This team ain't it. Shame on me for thinking the Bulls were on the rise last year. Hashtag pain. Then another one from the Duke. Hey. $20. Does this team even practice? Like, seriously, are they at all prepared for these games? Do they think it's a, ah, it's a mad team. We should be fine. Bulls, you are a mad team. I hate everything. Gonna go drown myself in ice cream. <laughs> there it is. We just ice cream, graham crackers, meat sticks. What did mm-hmm. you say? Just Everyone's say got their thing. own thing. Yeah, oh, man. Um, you are a meh team. So, meh. but the question about practicing from the Duke, though, I think what's important to clarify is that most NBA teams in season don't hold like regular, consistent practices. Not the same way that they do. In training camp, yeah, you have morning shoot around, and then you got a walk through, yeah, which collectively are, for lack of a better term or a similar term, you want to call them practice. You can call them practice. Sure, morning shoot around, kind of like a practice, and then a walk through is just X's and O's. Right. Let's make sure we're all on the same page for what the game plan is yeah. against tonight's opponent. Mm-hmm. On top of that, are there occasionally hey? We're going to do like a good one or two hour like practice, practice spliced into the season sporadically. Yeah, but they're not consistent and it's not normal for them to be consistent like that. Mm, mm, I like how you broke that down right there. I I mean, a lot of sense as far as how I understand the NBA schedule and how these teams operate. That's what it is. Yeah, man. Like I I go back again, though, to this whole idea of, of. Things just not clicking. Like, is it a tune out? Is, what is going on here? Right. Because it just really feels this way. You know, just sitting there watching this. And when Billy is telling you exactly what to do, and you know the problem, and you know how to issue, and you know what you need to do, and you know you need to get the ball down to Vooch, and you know you need to stop these turnovers, and you know uh, you need to play better on defense, and, and you, know, you know when the guys are cutting, you know when they're slashing, but the effort is not being put in there. That one play when Stacy broke down, where he showed Zach Levine, who didn't come off to me to get that help defense mm-hmm. on Lou Dort, who was driving on Patrick Williams. Yep. And he's supposed to come over for that help defense, and yep. he did not. You you know to do that. Like, you know it. You know exactly what to do right there. You know you're supposed to come over, hit him with that help defense. But, no, he didn't do that. So then the ball swings around, wide open, three-point shot for Giddy. Like, you know these things. And when it when he hit it, immediately I said, timeout. Like, like it was so many timeout threes going on tonight, man. Like, Billy's hand – I want to see the inside of his hand because this thing's got to be red right here because I'm just doing this like all night long, man. This has to be red for Billy Donovan, man. But yeah, man, it was it was it was bad. And mm. again, OKC is 
I'm not trying to take this away from them. Like, this isn't a good basketball Dude, team. They, they beat Philly last night. Right. They beat Philly and Miami. Three out of the four games here yeah. in the East. You know what I'm saying? And Miami, Philly. They're a tough young team. They're a very tough young team, man. Still a team. They man. now have a record better than ours. Boom. Right there. After tonight's win. Right there. But there's um, still a team you're supposed to be better and compete against at home when they're coming off a of back-to-back. Correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, going back to the whole practice discussion, I see you, Scott, and I know you come in here to troll Zach Levine sometimes. Sometimes Zach Levine is uh, deserving of criticism, and we talked about the fact that Zach had kind of an up-and-down game tonight. He wasn't hitting his shots, but he wasn't doing anything stupid on the offensive end, and That's he was true. getting to the free-throw line. It was a so-so game from Zach. Yeah, it was. But Scott in the comments saying, you can't make Zach practice or he tries to mutiny his coach. Don't twist the truth right. to make yourself sound smarter or funnier because then you're just mis- giving misinformation to a group of people. Was Zach Levine one of the players who did not want to deal with that boiling bullshit that caused the near mutiny to happen? Thank yes. You, Joseph. Yes. Was he the only person on that Bulls team who said, F that nonsense, we're not doing that? No. Because it was several players who didn't want to put up with that BS. And then that word got leaked from the Bulls locker room to Bulls media to around the entire league. And you know what everybody else did, whether they be analysts, players, coaches, executives? They all turned and said, wow, Bush League shit from Jim Boylan. No wonder they mutinied. Yep. Do not pin that squarely on Zach because that's nonsense. Very much so. And And I'm not sitting here saying you cannot say anything bad about Zach Levine because we criticize that man when it's deserved. But that, get out of here with that trash. No, and I remember that that well. (laughs) I remember that whole thing very well. Yeah, man, it was bad. And then it was just a bad decision, the whole bad situation, and one of the reasons why this dude isn't coaching anymore in the NBA. There's a reason for that, you know? There's a reason for these things, guys. He's not around coaching in the NBA. What, Team USA? Basketball? That's where he's at. And that's where he's going to probably stay. But, yeah, he's just bad. But Yeah, he's like coaching the under-13 team or whatever. (laughs) I found myself. (laughs) I found myself. His job is to prepare the child for the road. Yes. Not the road for the child. Not the road for the child. And these guys are mad. That's right. (laughs) No double losing over here. My friend from New Jersey brings that up to me all the time because he still can't believe that was said. Oh. He was like, wait, he said what? (laughs) This is years ago I told him. I was like, you don't know pain. I was like, this is what I was dealing with. He brings it up to me all the time. Double lose? He'll just stop and say, double lose? Yeah, double lose, bro. This happened. Many a day. It happened. But, oh, my God. But, yeah, man, it was – that's how bad of a loss this was, though. This yeah. Bad these last two losses have been for the Bulls. This is who we're invoking the it's, name of. It's bad. This is who we're bringing and out. And, look, to, to turn it on its head a little bit, we have talked about the, the relationship between Zach and DeMar. And, you know, is this DeMar's team or is it Zach's team? Zach's the one who just got the big contract. Shouldn't Zach be the one leading this team to victories late in games? The Bulls now in these two games without DeMar DeRozan, Zach has done some things. Like, what did he put up in their loss to the Wizards on Wednesday? Like, 30-something? Almost 40? Yeah, Yeah, almost 40. Mm -hmm. And tonight, shot's not falling, but he still gets a career-high number of free-throw attempts because he refuses to give up and is just attacking, attacking, attacking the basket. I mean, good and bad from Zach, yeah. but he did not lead his team to victory in either of these games. And it's also, fair to say that. Yeah, it's very fair to say that. And he's, he's going to need help. Like, if he doesn't have it going, who, who's coming with him? 
And you can say Kobe White for sure. Kobe White wanted to play. He wanted to come with him. Uh, Patrick Williams for one quarter <laughs> wanted to play, wanted to come with him. But it wasn't enough because what he needed, what you also needed help with was the defensive end of the ball. And when they did their, made their run in that third quarter, Matt, and they got those stops, it felt like after that third quarter was over, they were over. They were like, okay, we did it. We got it down to one. We did what we supposed to do. Thanks. And we've seen that these last two games, right? When they went up by 15, got into that halftime. All right, but 15, we can coast here from now, guys. We're cool. And then got blown out. So I don't, I don't understand the disconnect. I, that's my main thing right now is trying to understand the disconnect because I hear what Billy is saying, and he's, and he's pointing out everything that we're seeing and we're saying. Mm-hmm. So we're not crazy. We're seeing the reasons why. But it's not being translated to the floor. And that's an issue. And that's where the big issue is right here, man. So we, they got to figure out that problem, bro. Got to. Uh, it ain't going to get easy. No, it's not. Uh, before we take another quick break here, just wanted to give a shout-out to this super chat from Ranzis Rendon who said, we need to hear from Arturis. Mm. Uh, I saw somebody else saying Arturis's resume drafted Nikola Jokic, end of resume. Thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. Look, I think that we we will hear from Arturis at the trade deadline. Whether yeah, the Bulls make a move or moves or yeah. zero moves, they will always speak at the trade deadline. They always do. That's yeah. usually the one time mid season that you'll hear from the front office, unless they are a more vocal front office. Yeah, which Arturis is clearly not. I think that dude. If you gave him a choice of, you know, having nails driven into the, you know, his elbows and his knees and all over while, you know, being set ablaze or speaking to the public, he would choose the former of those two options. That man looks uncomfortable <laughs> as hell anytime he has microphones in front of him. So what kind of nails <laughs> do you, are you talking about? Oh, beat up rusty ones. Yeah, Real might. chunky ones. Yeah, you might, you might take a day to think on it. Might take a day, but all I'm saying is, do we hear from him before that? I highly doubt it. Do I think this fan base deserves to hear from people at the top based on the way things are going right now? Yes. I always want to hear from this team's front office and who's upstairs, who's all the way upstairs. I want to hear from them more often than we do also, but I mean, don't get your hopes up. If you're hoping to hear from our speak before, the trade deadline comes and goes, and he tells us why he did what he did or didn't do. Yeah. I think you're going to be disappointed. Real talk. It's real right there, man. That's what it is. All right. Do we take this break now? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's take a break. Let's, let's talk about some things. Take a, a break. break. And talk about pins and – oh, let me wait. Joey, anything you want to say? You want to step on it? Okay. All right. Just check. Just check. Pins and Ace is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our pins and aces gear, and you're going to get tons of compliments on it, on and off the golf course. It ain't just for the golf course, y'all. You can rock that outside doing whatever you want to do and just still look official and absolutely amazing. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even that world-famous beer sleeve. Innovative product, y'all, that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep those drinks frosty cold the entire damn round. Oh, 
or half a round, depending on who's doing the drinking. I was going to say seven beers is the perfect number of beers for a round of golf. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Okay, all right. Seven beers. Okay. 18 holes. Okay, all right, all right. I, I, could, do, I could do seven beers and nine holes. Yeah, I'm sure. No problem. Oh, no, I believe in you. But mm-hmm. those swings would be a little <laughs> less focused by the eighth and ninth <laughs> hole. Fair enough. Um, check out FizzitAces.com. Use that code CHGO. Receive 15% off your first order. And... Get your wonderful self some free shipping at pinsandaces.com because when you look good, you play good. And when you play good, it's all good. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, before I get to this ad read, Scott, I see you in the comments. All of this direction as well, buddy. Appreciate you for always hanging out with us, yeah. supporting us. you the man. I just couldn't let that stand <laughs> but you're right i chewed you about out about your your throwing in the towel like a, over a month ago and yeah. now you're coming to rub my nose in it it looks like you were right rub away looks like you were right but i wasn't ready to give up a month and a half ago yeah who was well, not ready to give up a month and a half ago now i'm joining the quitters. <laughs> you know who didn't quit tonight dave who didn't quit man kobe white kobe alec white. Jacoby White, yes. who is our DraftKings king of the game tonight? <laughs> Only player on the Bulls, if you don't count Dalen Terry's plus one in garbage time, to register a positive number in that plus minus column of the box score. Yes. 19 points, including hitting four of his nine threes. Six boards. We've been talking about Kobe doing more work on the glass. True. And this team's desperate need for gang rebounding, especially from their guards. Yeah. Did that again tonight. Oh, and also assist to turnover ratio, mm-hmm. 6-1. Mm. On a night when, yet again, the Bulls had a turnover problem. Mm. Kobe White, off your bench, got you six assists and one turnover. If anybody has made that drastic improvement, man, and it's been that man, Kobe White. Uh, the ball handling was an issue. He shortened that up. Right. The decision-making was an issue. He's gotten much better at that. Uh, the shooting needed to be more consistent. When he's a consistent shooter, you these things become easy. Like you just said, they need help rebounding. He's like, hey, I'm 6'4", 6'5". I can get in there and get some of those boards too. He's done everything coming in off the bench. He's been a great role player for the Chicago bit, for Chicago Bulls and just very consistent in what he has done so far this season, man. So, yeah, shout out to Kobe, man. You know I'm proud of you, especially the defense. Man. Especially the defense, man. It's been awesome. That's your guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one more reminder, speaking of our DraftKings king of the game, get your bets ready for this NFL wild card weekend. Yeah. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get that no-sweat bet each day of the NFL wild card this week weekend Mm. just place any nfl bet of your choice and if it loses you'll get a free bet back up to ten dollars action so good why bet the nfl playoffs or the nba for that matter anywhere else don't do it bet with DraftKings sportsbook our official betting partner at chgo which is also the promo code you use at sign up are you? Do you have any bet on the games that you know who's winning well we discussed in pregame briefly i'm rolling with the niners Right against the Seahawks, right, and it's gonna be hard. I I need to take a closer look tomorrow morning. Oh, I see. Cash only, eh? Eh? No paper trail, eh? (laughs) What are you? What are you doing, Joe? I didn't think it was gonna be that loud. (laughs) (laughs) They all vary in volumes. I just played one Um, and hear it. (laughs) 
I mean, would be cool to see the Dolphins upset the Bills, but I also want to see Josh Allen in more playoff games. Yes. So I'm probably going to roll with the Bills. Dolphins That's a are huge also starting spread, 13 and a half. They're starting a third string quarterback. Right. I was going to say no Tua. No Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe either. I'll maybe I'll still take the Bills to cover, even though 13 and a half is a humongous number. Colossal. Giants Vikings? So want to take the Giants. Okay. By the way, to tell you how much Vegas has no faith in Kirk Cousins when it comes to important games. Uh-huh. Despite being 13 and 4 at home, Vikings only three point favorites wow. against the football giants wow. of New York. Wow. Who squeaked in at 9 7 and 1. Giants are a smart football team, though. I'll get that to you. They are smart. I love me a little team. Danny Dimes. Yeah, man. Saquon. Yeah, he be on it, bro. Yeah. Smart team right there. Uh, and then, oh, the Monday night game, Cowboys Bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm just rooting for the stadium to collapse. <laughs> I don't know if you can bet on that at DraftKings, but... This dude rooting for the Bane. <laughs> he's rooting for Bane. That's what he's out here for. I was born in the dark, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Darkness is your ally. Oh, my gosh, man. That was not an invitation to keep doing your Bane impression, Stays. Sorry. Hey, no, Took you put it out away. there. It's, no, you can't do say those things about Bane and not have everybody get in on Bane. That's the idea. Joey, you got a Bane? You brought up Bane. You not say one Bane. that I want to share to all the people. God, oh, you must share your Bane. Yes. Is that yours? Come on. Ah, I wondered what would break first. Your spirit? Or your or body. Or your body. <laughs> yes. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible wasn't at terrible. all. It wasn't terrible at all. Thank you. Had a little more little English accent on it, too, man. I like that. My Joker's a little <laughs> better than the Bane. Your Joker's better? Than the Bane, yeah. Oh, wow. Like he Ledger Joker? Yeah. Oh, snap. Okay. It's, uh, it's Bane with a hint of Michael Caine. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just a dash. Just a dance. Michael Caine is, I failed you. I failed you trusted you. me and I failed you. <laughs> Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne. Uh, shout out to our guy, AK, who throws another super chat. Speaking of Kobe being the king of the game, mm-hmm. one bright spot tonight and the past few games. The play of Kobe White. Loving his play on both ends of the ball. Here, yeah. here. I mean, truly, Kobe's been doing some wonderful stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Billy has reached that point mm-hmm. where it's like, man, con- contemplating putting him in this starting lineup instead mm-hmm. of Io DeSumo. But you did notice that in the start of that third quarter, he put Kobe in earlier, like two yeah. minutes earlier. Yeah. Uh, on a hook for Io, and partially I think it was because Io picked up his fourth foul. Correct, correct, correct. But you wonder if if that fourth foul didn't happen, you know, maybe just Billy looked to Kobe a little bit earlier because he's given you what he gives you defensively, mm-hmm. and and he's confidently knocking down shots. Mm-hmm. Hello, Joseph. Hi, how are you? A lot of hands going. Oh, on. that could be <laughs> a we have a goat incoming kind of signaling hand signal. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> yes. Hey, he it's is. Will the Goat Gottlieb, everybody. Follow him on Twitter at Will underscore Gottlieb. Golf King. Checking in from the United Center. Uh, Will, 72 points surrendered in the first half. The Bulls climb back in in the third. Wheels fall off the offense in the fourth quarter. What did you see? Pretty much that. I mean, Defense was quite bad. You can't really win basketball games if you're giving up free lanes to the rim every single time down. Uh, 
Billy Donovan made note of it. Zach Levine made note of it. Alex Crusoe made note of it. It just wasn't good enough. Um, they keep on bringing up, like, we show flashes of it. We show in the fourth quarter we can get stops. We show, you know, moments in a game. But we just need to have more consistency. We need to be able to do this for 48 minutes and longer stretches and whatever it is. But, like, I don't know. Man. It's just, like, it's kind of surprising to me that they come into these games and – you know your record. You're 19 and 23. You've got an easy stretch. You've got a chance to like get yourself back into the mix here, and you come out with that effort. Forget the fact that Demar Derozan didn't play. He's not a good defensive player. Like that shouldn't really affect whether you give up 72 odd points in the first half. So, to me, just simply not good enough effort. I think it comes from a lack of attention to detail which to me comes from a lack of basketball iq and awareness and a lack of interest and those two things just make a, a it's a recipe for failure and that's kind of what you saw tonight i mean they, they did get themselves back in it uh you know had, had some good stretches there from zach who had a career high in free throw attempts and free throws made uh, patrick williams had you know some points Vooch played i thought pretty well out of the post but when you're giving up points like that it's just really difficult to get yourselves back into games. We talk about it all the time. The margin for error with this team is quite small. And unless you're playing at a super high level, you're just not going to win games. And in order to play at a super high level, you need to be perfect in attention to detail. And they weren't. And that's what happens. You just give up a ton of points. Well, we've been trying to – well, at least let me speak for myself. I've been trying to figure out the disconnect here um, because we, we hear Billy – and he correctly points out what they're doing wrong and what they need to do better, you know, the turnovers, the fouling, and things like that. And I'm sure he's uh, conveying these messages to these players time after time after time after time. But for some reason, it isn't clicking, and it isn't getting through, and they keep doing those same things over and over again. And tonight, it's like it felt like they reached new levels of how to do those bad things uh, over and over again. What – is there, is there something that we're not seeing? Is there a disconnect there that you could speak to that you might have an idea about? Or I'm, I'm just trying to make sense of it all here, why, why it's not going from Billy to the players and being done on the floor. So that was also brought up um, to Billy and to Alex Caruso, uh, who had some interesting things to say about it. But I think that, like, the message is there. Um, I think a lot of it just comes down to execution. And like I said, you know, just getting your body in front of your man. Like it's really, Billy was saying, like it's really difficult to step over to defend the rim if the guy who is guarding the ball provides zero resistance and it's just a runway. Like there's no time to step over and help if he's already at the rim. And if he's already at the rim and even if the help does come, then the rotations aren't there quick enough. And so it's just this chain where if one thing's go one thing goes wrong, everything goes wrong, and we and we know like Vucevic is not a premier rim protector. That's not the way that he plays. That's not the way that the Bulls play defense. They rely on point of attack, and when you're not defending the point of attack, you can't contain uh, you can't contain the ball. When you can't contain the ball, you have to be able to step over and protect the rim. When you can't do that, you're giving up layups. If you do do that, and your executions aren't right, you're giving up open threes. And so I think there's like a lot more to it than just Billy says thing team doesn't listen to Billy stops executing, you know, like the, the equation is I think a little bit more complex than that. Um, and the bulls aren't doing something that's like so foreign to 
what is a regular NBA defense that it's like hard for the players to understand. This is what every team does. They're switching one through four. They're stepping over as a low man to protect the rim. They are Xing out and zoning up on the weak side. And you got to like get to the blocks and the elbows to box out. You got to like find a body. And it's like middle school stuff. It's, it's elementary school stuff. And you're just not seeing it. And I don't, I don't know that you can really put that on a coach. I think, yeah, I, I guess part of it you can, like you have to assign blame everywhere to that extent. Like there's a problem with the fact that the players aren't doing it, but I think it's just attention to detail and interest in accomplishing these things and working towards them. I know they're, they're saying they're working hard and they always will, but it's just not happening. The results aren't showing and they could go on a stretch here. Like they put together a great stretch of offense. Maybe they put together a great stretch of defense sometime down the line, but right now it's just not looking good. It certainly doesn't help that Javante's out, that Lonzo's out. We got some pretty uh, less than inspiring updates about Lonzo pregame and this morning, but yeah, they're just, they're just not doing it. They're just simply not doing what they need to do out there defensively. Uh, Will, I, I see a tweet from Cody Westerland, our guy over at 670, in my feed here about Levine making a comment involving a, a torn ligament in his postgame uh, media availability. Quote, you drive the ball when you can't shoot. That's what happens when you have a torn ligament. Uh, any other context you can add to that? Did you hear Zach say that? Is uh, Talking about the hand injury that caused him to be probable but active on tonight's injury report? Yeah, we were just having a discussion about that before I hopped on here. Um, he did say something to the effect of, like I asked him, you know, you had a career high in free throw attempts tonight. Do you have any reaction to that? And he said, you drive the ball when you can't shoot and you have a torn ligament. And he kind of like said it walking off the, not like podium, but out of the scrum as like ending the interview. And it was just kind of like shocked everyone. And he said it in a way that we couldn't really tell if he was, how serious he was. Um, obviously he was on the injury report with a probable hand bruise, but, uh, that's seemed to me like a pretty big jump. Um, Bulls PR clarified afterwards that he does not have a torn ligament, that it's a bruise. Um, so kind of a weird thing for him to say if it's true, if it's not true, regardless, it's kind of a weird thing, but it seems like it's not serious. He wasn't wearing anything during the game. Uh, he said this morning that he plays through these kinds of bumps and bruises all the time sounds like it was just like a bruise of sort of like the surrounding capsule of the ligament. It's kind of what I was told. Yeah. But like that kind of speaks to what I was just, that disconnect, like mm -hmm. Zach is saying it and then the bulls are saying, no, it's not, you know, it's just little stuff like that, that kind of add into it. Um, Wait, are you talking about uh, the fact that the bulls are uh, being a little unclear when it comes to players <laughs> and their injuries? <laughs> what? Well, that doesn't sound like them. A surprise. Um, let me let me talk about something that I liked uh, tonight, and that is Kobe White. And I enjoyed watching the way he played, uh, Will. How impressed have you been with his play as of late on both sides of the ball? Um, I'm not going to say I was impressed by anyone defensively. I just don't think I can bring myself to do that. So just I'll, I'll talk about the offense for now. <laughs> I didn't say tonight. I said as of late. That's why I prefaced it like that, sir. Yeah, well, maybe maybe we can try again tomorrow on the, on the defense. But uh, <laughs> uh, offensively, offensively, he's making shots. And that's kind of what, what they need from him. He ended up 6 of 14, 3 of 8 on threes. Uh, and he's just getting back like – 
to me, it feels like Kobe is kind of a rhythm guy. And when he's out there and he's got opportunities to shoot the ball, he's not so worried about like, this is my one shot. I got to make it. And he's getting some more minutes. DeMar being out helps his, uh, his playing time, but also just the fact that they need shooters out there. Um, and he's, he's making plays. He's, he's actually had some really nice passes and pick and roll, um, providing some shooting and spacing and transition, just some speed. So I, I really like what I've seen from Kobe offensively over, over this last stretch. I've written about it a couple of times, but he's, it seems like he is, the game is sort of slowing down for him and he's making better reads, taking better shots, not rushing it quite as much. Um, I, I do think that is translating to the defensive end for him. But like I said, I'm not ready to talk about defense. <laughs> when it comes to this rotation of guards Billy is using, we had people asking us in the comments tonight with Kobe's recent improvements, uh, the way that he was, you know, one of the most effective players on the floor for the Bulls tonight. And meanwhile, Io DeSumo really struggling. I- I'm not necessarily ready to, to suggest Billy make a, a starting lineup change in that regard with those two players, but curious to get your thoughts on the, the, the struggle that Io showed tonight. Ofer uh, from the field, bunch of turnovers, foul trouble. Um, wh- what do you make of this recent stretch from Io? It seems like tonight, especially, everything went wrong for him. Like he just he was getting blown by defensively, uh, which is obviously not what we're accustomed to seeing from him. Over uh, five misses three. Uh, like you said, the turnovers were bad, the fouls were bad. It just it was not his night. Um, he hasn't played particularly well the last couple games and Kobe has. So I kind of suggested that I think maybe to you guys uh, before the game the other night, but yeah, I mean, they just, they need a source of reliability out there and IO didn't provide that on either end tonight. Usually you can rely on his defense, but that wasn't even there tonight. Kobe at least gave you some offense. So I think what they should consider is just like a, a matchup based starting lineup. You know, you, you've obviously got your DeMar Zach and Vooch, and Patrick, you know, and, and Kobe or Patrick and Io or Io and whoever, like those two, those two other spots, I think could be a little bit more flexible. We saw them close today with Derek Jones Jr. Um, playing alongside Vooch and, and that lineup really worked. Billy said that Derek had a better chance to defend Shea uh, just with his length and, and versatility there. So they've got options. I think they should be a little bit more flexible, mis- mixing and matching. Um, and not being necessarily rigid in, in who starts. Uh, Will, was Billy asked about uh, Andre Drummond not playing tonight? He was not. My um, guess would be that it was a matchup-based decision. Um, he also played terribly in the last game, so I don't think he was, like, necessarily super excited about – I mean, what was it? That was, like, the five fouls in five minutes game. So, um, yeah. I mean, that that was my comment when Dave asked me. He's like, still no Drummond tonight in the third quarter? I was like, yeah, did you see him play Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked about this team's inability to be bad teams, but their weird, inexplicable ability to, meanwhile, be, be good teams earlier tonight, Will. Now you look ahead to Sunday. Matinee, 2.30 Chicago time tip-off against the Warriors, who were in action tonight. Played the the Alamo Dome game against the Spurs. Put up damn near 150 on the Spurs. Um, what what I mean? What do you see changing from these losses to Washington and this l- loss to the Thunder tonight to try to say okay, next game in front of us, one game at a time? Because as Dave was mentioning, there seems to be some disconnect between what Billy wants from his guys and what they're doing out there. 
I mean, you hope they can get up for it. You hope that this trend of being able to compete with good teams sustains. They also got smoked by the Warriors uh, for like three and three quarters game uh, whenever they played last. I think it was in November. Obviously had that like furious comeback, but I mean, the game was over by the time that happened and the Warriors were just kind of dawdling out there. Um, Warriors are not as good on the road. Steph is back. Um, Andrew Wiggins is back. So they're whole, but yeah, I mean, look, I kind of mentioned this before. The Bulls don't have any more time to mess around. Like, I know we're past halfway point. There's half a season to go, but you're four games, five games under 500 right now. You're out of the play-in. So if you want to, if you want to be a competitive basketball team, you got to do it more than just against the good teams when they roll into town without their best players, you know, like it's just not good enough. And uh, if they, if they want to compete, they got to compete and they got to do it for more than just the games that they think matter because at this point they can't really afford to, to drop any games, whether it's good or bad. No luxuries afforded to this group. Will, we appreciate your insight as always, buddy. Everybody, make sure you're following Will on the Twitter machine. Will underscore Gottlieb to get all of his great insights. He'll be back at the UC for that matinee game against the Warriors on Sunday. Make sure you're reading everything he's writing over there at allchgo.com. Uh, Will, when can I expect that article on Kobe White's defense? <laughs> About the Only same time I get that Paris. paper from Joe. <laughs> Will, how's your Bane impression? Uh, not as good as Stacey King's. <laughs> <laughs> None of us is our, so. Uh, we are out of here. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We will see you at the tail end of the weekend. No pregame Sunday before Bulls Warriors. We will see you for postgame. Yes. One more quick shout-out. Chuck Swirsky, the man, 2,000th career game broadcasting play-by-play in the National Basketball Association. Yeah. That man is a legend. Shout out to Chuck. For Will, Joseph, Big Dave, I'm Peck. Appreciate y'all Bulls Nation. Hit that thumbs up button before you head out of here. We will talk to you Sunday. See Red be good. Ah! It is. <laughs>